Hey, welcome to Belltown Church's podcast. My name is Joey and I'm one of the lead pastors here. I'm so grateful that you are tuning in. If there's any way that we could serve you in these challenging and uncertain times, email us at help at belltownchurch.com. I hope that this teaching inspires you, that it challenges you, that it ultimately reveals Jesus and his love for you. Now let's get to the teaching. Thank you for joining us for Belltown Church Online. My name is Joey. I'm one of the lead pastors here. And here at Belltown Church, man, right off the bat, I want you to know that you are welcome here. You have a seat at the table within our Belltown Church community. Belltown Church simply exists. exists to create a safe Jesus community for the renewal of Belltown and beyond. So I want you to know that this is a safe place so you can come with your questions, your doubts, your fears, your worries, your burdens. And this is a place to where we will do our best to point you to Jesus because we are a community all about Jesus. Well, happy holidays. I hope your Thanksgiving was awesome. Hope it was great. I ate way too much pumpkin pie. I'm not going to tell you how much I ate, but I ate way too much pumpkin pie. And here I am, y'all. We are now entering into the Christmas season. And I know for a majority of you watching, this is your favorite holiday of the year. Whether you are an aged adult or you are a young child, this is your favorite holiday, Christmas. This is a time to where we can come and be joyful and it's happy and we'd be as one as family, we'd give gifts and we give our love and we slow down a little bit. Hopefully we slow down a little bit. We're starting our new teaching series and it's, it's our Christmas teaching series. And this teaching series is called Chaotic Christmas. Chaotic Christmas. And the reality is, is life has been kind of chaotic, hasn't it? Much of our life the past year, this COVID season, this eternal season of COVID has been chaotic. And that is almost an understatement. It's been chaotic externally. It's been chaotic internally. But I want you to know as as your pastor that I am so proud of you that have been journeying with our community. For those of you that have been joining, I know that there's a lot of you that are watching, you know, online, you know, in Seattle or even some of you are out of state and you are watching. You know, we have our Belltown Church community. We have our Belltown Church community friends and we consider you friends. And I want you to know that I'm so proud of you that you've been resilient in your faith. You have not gotten it perfect. I have not not gotten it perfect. But Jesus doesn't ask of our perfection. He asks of our love. He asks of our relationship. And I've, as I've been watching you from afar, could see that you've been cultivating your relationship. May not have been perfect. You've been doing it. There's been progress. I'm just so proud of you. We're going to go into week one. You ready? Week one, 
If you're, if you're taking notes, which I hope you are at the top of your note-taking vice, go ahead and write this down. The gospel cycle in chaotic times. The gospel cycle in chaotic times. The gospel cycle in chaotic times. At the end of this teaching, that title, that subject will make crystal clear sense to you. I want you to open up your Bibles whether it's your paper Bibles or your, the Bibles on your phone, open up your Bibles to Matthew chapter 1. We're going to read from 18 through 24. 18 through 24. If you don't have your Bibles, it's totally fine. The verses are going to come up on the screen. But I always do just encourage you, get a, a, get a feel of what it feels like to turn in your Bibles, just scroll on your phone, in your the Bible on your phone, so that you can kind of wrestle with the scriptures on your own. You can find your own, uh, your own compass when you turn through the scriptures. Matthew chapter 1, 18 through 24, it says this. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man. Come on, somebody say righteous man. Righteous man has nothing to do with so much, uh, with so much of uh, the acts of a human. But the biblical idea of righteousness, according to the good news of Jesus, is about what he has done for us and what he has given to us. So he was a righteous man and didn't want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. I love this part. It talks about Jesus even at his moment of conception before he was even birthed into the world as the God-man. That Jesus at conception has been marked as the one who would save humanity from their sins. This is the good news of our Jesus, that Jesus wasn't birthed into the world to condemn them the world, but he came into this world to save the world. This is good news. Verse 22, all of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through the prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to his son, and then we'll call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. But he did not have sexual relations with her until he was born. And Joseph named him Jesus. And Joseph named him Jesus. Come on, would you pray with me? Lord, thank you for today. We're asking that your Holy Spirit would come and enter every single space, enter rooms, homes, uh, workspaces, cars, enter every single space, fall upon us, open up our eyes to see you, our ears to hear you. 
We love you because you first loved us. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen and amen. The gospel cycle in chaotic times. In Matthew chapter 1, that passage that we read, it focuses on this figure named Joseph. And I want to look at the chaos, the chaos that surrounded Christmas for Joseph. So there are there, there were three pressing cultural issues that Joseph faced in that time. The first was, the first was of honor and, and, and the first was of honor and a shame culture. That Joseph and Mary lived in an honor and shame culture. Taking Mary and this baby, taking Mary and this baby would bring shame to him and his family name. We didn't have time to read through it, but if you actually go back and you read through the beginning, if you read at the beginning of Matthew chapter 1, it starts with this genealogy. And it starts with this genealogy of this person and his, his son, and then this person and his son, and this person and his son. And it gets all the way down to Joseph who would become the father of Jesus, the Messiah. Why is that important? Because in that day and age, that ancient culture, the ancient Israel culture, their lineage was everything. When Joseph, when Joseph, if he were to take Mary, if he was to take Mary as his own, and they were to have, ba have a baby outside of marriage, that would bring shame, that would bring disgrace, not only to him, but it would bring shame and disgrace to Mary and to Joseph. And so the first cultural pressure that Joseph was, was living into was one of honor and shame culture. The second was a value of legacy. The value of legacy. As I said, the ancient culture culture of that day it had a great value, had a great value of legacy. That your lineage, your lineage meant everything. That if you came from a certain line, that mean that meant you would either be uh, you would either be tied to a line of inheritance, of great wealth, of great prestige, or if you came from another line, you would be tied to just a, a, no, a normative legacy, or maybe even worse, one of just a lower class legacy. And so legacy was deeply valued. It was deeply valued in this culture. And so if Joseph was to take Mary, this, this Mary who was con had conceived a child, and it wasn't his child. When, for all he knew, it was someone else's child. And if he was to take this Mary and father this child that wasn't his, how would it impact his legacy? How would it impact his legacy? What would be the best decision for Joseph to protect his children, his children's children, and so on? And so there was a great value of legacy. And going on, the third 
major pressure that Joseph lived into in his chaotic Christmas. And I believe this was the most, this is the most significant pressure. It was one of love and the law. Love and the law. Perhaps the, perhaps the variable that caused the most chaos for Joseph was his love for Mary and his obedience to God's law. Perhaps the most significant, weighty variable that was pressuring Joseph in this time and this chaotic Christmas was his love for Mary and his obedience, his obedience to God's law. You, you see, we today, we get a glimpse into the entire narrative and, and we heed Jesus' word of the greatest law and command, which is love, that we would love God. We, we, would, we would love our neighbor. We would love ourselves. But if we lived on Joseph's side, which was, which was pre-grace, which was pre-good news, this gospel, this kingdom declaration of Jesus, that we have to realize that Joseph found himself torn between his passion for Mary and his zeal for the law. We have to understand that the law literally said in Deuteronomy 20, 22, that anyone, any man or any woman that was found in adultery, they would be killed. And in that ancient day, they would be killed by stoning. And so Joseph found him. He, saw, he found him in this predicament of love, of passion for his wife, for his, for his fiance, for his zeal, for his zeal for God's law. Was he going to was he going to commit treachery to God's law to cultivate passion for this Mary or was he going to publicly shame this Mary to keep to obey God's law because of his zeal and putting Mary at the expense of getting stoned. And not only Mary, but this new conceived baby. This is utter chaos, friends. This is utter chaos. And here Joseph enters into this, this Christmas, into this arrival of Jesus, into the coming of Jesus. And it was utter chaos. But as we study the little we know of Joseph in the scriptures. Joseph's response, I love this, Joseph's response to his chaotic Christmas can instruct us on how we are to properly respond in our own chaotic Christmas. To sum it up, to sum up Joseph's instructions, to sum up Joseph's instructions, here's a chart that I actually want to show you. Here's a chart that I created and I want to show you that I can teach us and help us gauge how we ourselves are doing in chaotic times. And I've named this chart the gospel cycle in 
chaotic times. The gospel cycle in chaotic times. The gospel cycle in chaotic times. And here's what it looks like. The gospel cycle in chaotic times, it looks like this cycle of presence, power, and partnership. Presence, power, and partnership. Now let's look and let's study Joseph's life and glean in how we might appropriate our ways to the gospel cycle in chaotic times. First one is presence. Presence. And we have to realize that God will show up in the midst of our chaos. That God's presence is faithful amidst our chaos. Amidst our chaos. Matthew chapter 1 verse 20. It starts off and it says this. As Joseph, as he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For this child will be conceived by, for this child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And going down to verse 23, I love this one. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with, with us. God is with us. Us. Emmanuel has arrived. This Jesus has arrived. Joseph was caught up in a tumultuous, chaotic time. And what did he do? He found him in an embrace of presence. I love this. He found him in an embrace of presence. As we follow with zeal after Jesus, God will show up time and time again in the midst of our chaos. Do you feel like your life is chaotic? Do you feel spun up in the chaos of troubles and unrest? The entire world is at a, at a state of utter chaos, friends. There's barely any normalcy in our world right now. So many things look different, uncertain, unhopeful. Does this resonate with you? And I'm telling you that the good news of the gospel, that the good news of this Christmas message is this, that the central message uh, to the Christmas story is the manifest presence of Jesus in our lives. The central message of the Christmas story is the manifest presence of Jesus in our lives. Moses said, I want your presence. Jesus said, I want to be with you. Moses says, I won't go unless you're with me. Jesus says, I will go wherever you are. Jesus said, I will never, I will never leave you nor abandon you. It's the abiding presence of Jesus in our lives. It's his presence that becomes our home. It's his presence that resides in us as we are temples. We are, we are homes for his very presence. And it's in times of chaos that we can practice the presence of Jesus, marrying our desire for his presence with his desire to be with us. The first gospel cycle.
in chaotic times is presence. And the second gospel cycle is power. What we see from the narrative of the Christmas story here in Matthew chapter 1 is that God will strengthen you to be more like him. Just like he strengthened Joseph to be more like him, God will strengthen you and I to be more like him. Here we read in Matthew chapter 1, verse 20 through 24. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph said, Joseph, son of David, the angel said, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your, as your wife, for the, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son. And you were to name him Joseph, for he will save his people from their sins. And all of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message to the prophet. Look, the virgin, will be, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with them. And when Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. Joseph could have had Mary stoned, but he didn't. Joseph did. He actually did passively choose to publicly shame her, though. Joseph was determined. Joseph was determined to divorce Mary. Mary. He even said, as we read in the scriptures earlier, that he quietly determined to divorce her. We have to understand that women in this ancient day, women, they, they, they already carry they already live with such little value now to add adultery and divorce into that mix mary would have been shamed in such a way that she would have been disgraced and ostracized and not only mary but her baby jesus the messiah but joseph didn't shame her instead he had compassion on her. Moments before, moments before, Joseph was ready to divorce Mary. Where shame was present and compassion wasn't. What happened? What happened in Joseph that he showed compassion instead? I want to tell you, grace happened. Mercy happened. It was the compassion of the Lord that became manifest in Joseph's own life. The presence of God happened. Hear me today. Whenever you and I make room for God's presence in our hearts, God's presence begins to shape our hearts. God's presence begins to mold us and make us more and more like him. The more we're in his presence, the more we become like him. The more we're in his presence, the more we pursue the presence of Jesus, the more and more we become like Jesus. And the beauty of this passage, hear me today, the beauty of this passage is that Joseph's display of compassion to Mary is ultimately a reflection of God's compassion to you and I. Did you hear that? Did you hear me today? I love this. 
that the beauty of this passage is that Joseph's display of compassion to Mary is ultimately a reflection of God's compassion to you and I. When you and I are drowning in the chaos of life like Mary, God shows up and extends to us compassion. God doesn't shame us for getting into our chaos. God doesn't shame us for being unable to get out of our compassion. Rather, Rather, the good news of the Christmas story is that God, the incarnate God, He shows up in our own life, in the fabric of our story, in the DNA of our chaos, and it becomes manifest. The good news in our story, the very compassion that you and I long for, what you and I are truly longing for in this world world is compassion. Lastly, and in closing, the third gospel cycle in chaotic times is partnership. It's partnership. I love this. You see, we have to understand this, is that God will continually ask for you and I's yes. He will continually ask for your yes. As we see here, In Matthew, again, Matthew chapter 1, verses 21, I mean 20 and 21, we see that an angel of the Lord shows up and says, Joseph, take Mary as your wife, for the child that she's conceived was birthed by the Holy Spirit, and you will. This was a command. This was a command of the angel of the Lord on behalf of God himself. You will Name him Jesus. And what did Joseph do? Verse 24 and 25, it says this. When Joseph woke up from his dream, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded. He did as the angel of the Lord commanded. He did as the angel of the Lord commanded. And he took Mary as his wife. But he had no sexual relations with her until her son was born. And he named And Joseph named him Jesus. God asked Joseph in that moment for Joseph's yes. And Joseph gave him his yes. Joseph obeyed. He did as the Lord commanded. You see, some God encounters, they bring us healing and restoration and the miraculous in our life. God shows up and it's evident all around. But other God encounters, they manifest as a whisper to the soul. And in this passage, the angel of the Lord manifests God's presence on behalf of God, asking for Joseph's yes. We have to understand that partnership with God is its evidence of a heart fully yielded to God. And this is the recipe for greatness. Do you want to be great in the kingdom of God? Because we're not living as Jesus people. Hear me today. This world that we're living in, this is not our home. That we are, we are like, we are like, we are like people who are just wandering through to our eternal home, which is, which was, which is heaven, which is an eternal abiding home in his presence. 
So what truly matters is the kingdom. And if you want to be great in the kingdom, it will require you, it will require of you radical partnership. It will require you of radical partnership. And what partnership requires of us is sacrifice. Just like Joseph, just like Joseph sacrificed his potential, just like Joseph sacrificed potentially being shamed in his culture. Just like Joseph shamed, uh, put his legacy at risk. And just like Joseph chose his passion for Mary over his zeal for the law, over his zeal for the law, trusting that God had a greater plan, that God was in this, that God had shown up, that Joseph was faithful, that Joseph was obedient to the point of sacrifice. And sacrifice will always be asked of partnership with God's kingdom. So when your life is chaotic, you can ask yourself these questions in closing. How is my pursuit of the presence of God? Am I practicing the presence of God? How is the strength of my soul doing? Am I leaning on my strength and my strength alone? How can I trust more in God's strength and His power? What's the strength to my what's the strength of my yes to Jesus? How strong has my obedience to God been? What can I do to prioritize the obedience of God in my own life? Just like the chaos of Joseph's story came to an end, friends, I promise you that Jesus, he will be with us through it all. He will be through it. He will be through us. He will be with us through it all. He will continually to offer us His grace, which is His power made perfect within us. He will continually yield and beckon our souls and our, and our lives to partner with Him in such a way that we might see people come to know and believe in Jesus. This is the gospel cycle in chaotic times. May you go and be a people that practice God's presence, that be about His perfect power made manifest in you. And may you go and extend God's kingdom and partner with Jesus especially in these trialing times. Love you so much. Come on, let me just bless you really quick. May the Lord be with you. May he keep his face and shine his face upon you. May his countenance be with you. We love you, Jesus. Thank you for what you're doing within us. Be with us in these chaotic times. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Love you guys.